What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop the Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL. With your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Alright, well, it is 5.30 in the morning on May 23rd. This is the Drop the Puck Podcast. This has been an utter fail uh, tonight. Said It's supposed to be episode number one, the pilot. We recorded for an hour and 40 minutes, and just to find out that our microphones weren't picking up, and we were going through the the computer microphone, so then we figured out we both bought the same microphone, and it's 2017, who didn't know that you couldn't use two of the same USB microphones because one can't tell the other apart? So we've been sitting here just trying to figure it out. My name's Justin Starr. I'm here with Pedro Rodriguez. We're a little frustrated. Pedro? No comment. We're just going to dive right into it. Let's drop the puck. I want to drop some fists on uh, on just technology. We'll drop the puck. Uh, so last night, the Nashville Predators, they advanced to their first Stanley Cup in team history. I'm, well, Pedro and I are both known Ranger fans, for the listeners that don't know. I think we're both aboard the National Predator bandwagon. Is that correct? 100%. 100%. So, we're both on on the bandwagon. I think they have the best fan base, best crowd, the best atmosphere. Currently left in the playoffs, and I think they have one of the best fan bases in North America. If you watch the way that they taunt the goalies after they score, it's just absurd. And I kind of wish that Madison Square Garden would do it, but they won't. And a lot of people know the reasons why. Because it's all the rich people down in the lower bowl. And you get yelled at for yelling a curse word by security. So I'm just jealous about that. Hope PK Subban wins wins, wins the cup. Oh, Montreal fans, you blew it once again. You blew it. Yeah. Ganey. Oh, man. Bob Ganey, man. I tell you. He is one hell of a guy. P.K. Subban. He knows, how to, he, knows, he knows his way around a trade. But if there's one man who, des- who deserves it, it is P.K. Subban. Without a doubt. We're both on the Predator bandwagon. You know, an eight seed rolling through, just rolling through the playoff. One loss in all their home games. That's, says it all. Yeah, it's it's the fan base. And, you know, they feed off the crowd, which any team should. I think at this point every team is injured. So congrats to the National Predators. Go Preds, go. What's going to go on with the Ducks? Who knows? Yikes. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that at the end. Next topic. Uh, we're going to go into the Eastern Conference Final. It is currently 3-2. Pittsburgh's leading. I personally think... Pittsburgh closes it out tomorrow. Oh, actually, today. Today. today uh, yeah, 6.30, uh, 5.30 in the morning today. Yeah, so I think Pittsburgh closes it out tonight, should I say? I don't. But why? I mean, I mean, yeah. Home ice, it's key. Back against the wall, game six. But home ice You're two Ottawa. wins away from the Stanley Cup final. You're not, no. But Just, you're not gonna. It's, Ottawa's gonna play their best game of the series. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. What happened the last time Pittsburgh was in that building? In game two. 
Is it five nothing? Six nothing? Yeah, well, five nothing? It was seven nothing. It was seven nothing. For Pittsburgh. Correct. But Eric You know, you know Eric Carlson's not gonna be one hundred percent, but yet yeah, everyone can say he hasn't been 100% since the beginning of the playoffs. But he's more banged up now. Derek Broussard's not going to be 100%. I think Craig Anderson has just his his mind's in a pretzel. Hey, one game at a time. And, take and, that as and, an L. And the Penguins, he's got to take that as an L and move on. The Penguins are beat up. I just, I don't see... And after Guy Boucher's comments saying, you know, Pittsburgh, they're the best team in the world... Reigning Stanley Cup champions, we don't stand a chance. Blah 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 blah. Well, he said the same thing in the Rangers series. I understand that, and the Rangers should have won that series. But and I'm not even being a biased Rangers fan. The Rangers should have won that series. Absolutely. The Rangers lost it themselves. Correct. So when he's admitting pretty much that they shouldn't stand a chance, I would want a little more motivation from my head coach. He's he's playing the underdog role. He did the same thing against the Rangers. He said, after game one, at least we didn't get swept. All he's doing is playing the underdog role. And his team embraces that, and they their style is boring. Well, their style of hockey is boring. Well, we, But they win games. That's all that matters. That's true. That's it. They win overtime games. That's that's for right, damn sure. 6-0 now? That's for damn sure. 6-0 in overtime playoffs? But I have, hopefully, Nashville over at the Pens. I really don't want to see the Penguins... Go back to back. That would be awful because then they could go possibly back to back to back because basically their whole team is coming back next year. That is true. So they, you know, they're going to be buyers again at the deadline next year. They're going to be in it to win it again next year. Matt Murray, who knows what's going to happen? Mark Andre Fleury. So you know what? Let's get Nashville a cup, shall we? Uh, let's get Smashville a cup. Let's hope so. Let's go on to the next topic. The IIHF World Championship. Congrats to Team Sweden. Congrats to Hank. My, man, my man Henrik Lundqvist. Congrats to his brother who was the captain. Joel. Joel. God, seeing two identical twins that look like the Lundqvist brothers. Happy. Just, you know. Whew. Wish it could have been a celebration in June. I, you got that right. It was a good tournament. Team USA. Even though they lost to Russia. Uh, Kevin Hayes played well. At least he knows how to play on an international level, not on the NHL level during the playoffs. Question. Well, you, you saw how the gold medal game ended. It went to a shootout. Did you did you enjoy that, or would you have rather that go, you know, NHL playoff-style format, overtime, 20 minutes, get that goal? I'm First a, team to score that goal wins. I'm an overtime guy. I am, too. I don't, I, think, I, it, I don't think it should have ended in a shootout. I don't like shootouts. I think shootouts are just... I don't think shootouts... Shootouts are entertaining for the fans, but not... I feel like when it's a big game, like the final, you should be... Completely agree. Imagine the Stanley Cup final ending on a shootout. That would be terrible. Are you kidding me? Craig Anderson versus, I don't know, Pecorine? I take Pecorine in a heartbeat. That's the the thing. So when I saw how... Because I saw it, I caught it on Twitter. Because I was working, and then I caught it on Twitter. And I thought it was like... the, The first time I saw the... The video, right? I just saw the breakaway, so I had thought that you know it was like a last second breakaway, breakaway you know, to tie the game, and Henrik stopped it. But then I realized it was a shootout, and it kind of upset me. I, I didn't appreciate the way that they ended a championship, a gold medal game, in a shootout. 
I mean, congratulations to Henrik, obviously. He solidified himself as an international star. I mean, multiple medals with Team Sweden. He's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame goaltender. Just needs to get that Stanley Cup. Yes. Maybe we should sign uh, but maybe we should sign Joel. No. No, he couldn't even play in Dallas. <laughs> Yikes. But uh I mean, you know That was that was a joke, guys. I don't know, I think he was serious about that. I mean seeing <laughs> two of those double faces. Oof. Yeah, right. Two models. Sexiest team. Oh man. Ever. But, yeah, no. Hank Hank is a Hank is a Hall of Fame goaltender. I mean, yeah, he has no cups to his to his resume, number one in Ranger wins, saves. And what about the way Nylander played? What, really? You mean tackling Lundqvist at the end of the game? Bulled him over. <laughs> thought he was going to... Thought he was out for the next season. they got to be careful with him. They, they don't realize that he's getting older. He took it like a champ. I, even I give think, him that. I even think Mitch Marner had an outstanding game for... Well, outstanding... For Canada? Yeah, outstanding just international play. You know, those kids from Toronto are just... Unbelievable. Them two and Austin Matthews putting up 60 points each. More than 60. It's just unbelievable. Carried that team to the playoffs. But it was a fun tournament to watch. Props to France for hosting it. And Germany. Uh, and, and Germany. On to the next topic. We're going to discuss possible head coach destination. It's the offseason. Uh, well, postseason, but offseason for most. And... Multiple teams have already uh, started cleaning house. We're going to start off with Daryl Sutter. I personally am still on the fire AV train. I was all postseason. I think the way that he managed his team late in games was despicable. And I think the personnel deployment that he put out in key situations is the reason why is the main reason why the Rangers are currently golfing and Henrik Lundqvist just won another gold medal. We have a Tanner Glass non-fan here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I, I am not a fan of Tanner Glass. That is that is a given. don't like the way that he is usually taking minutes well, over Pavel Bushnevich. Well, we, I think we can agree on something that Brady Shea and Brendan Smith should have had more important minutes. I think everyone could agree on that. 100%. You know, Stahl and Holden Love them. You know, those two gave up so really just many. Gave Ottawa the game. Goals. I mean, they gave Ottawa the overtime winner in game five to Calturis. They gave the tying goal when, well, Tanner Glass was on the ice for that one. With former Ranger Derek Broussard scoring the tying goal in game five with a minute to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, it could be on the coach, but, you know, the players have responsibilities. You know, they should know that, you know, the thing I don't agree with AV is he said. The players didn't know that there was an empty net. Players should know that. I mean, you know, there's a minute to go, you know. They should know that there's an empty net. All they had to do was get the puck out. They didn't have to shoot for the empty net. So I don't understand why that was an excuse. But for me personally, I think AV should stick with the Rangers. All right, so, the yeah, so the topic was Daryl Sutter. I think I, w- I would like Daryl Sutter as the Rangers head coach. Obviously, they're highly likely not to fire AV, but I would like Daryl Sutter. He was one of my top options. If I don't see him going to the Rangers, I you're, mean... You're going to hear it right now, folks. He's going to Buffalo. There you go. You heard it here first. Hot take by Pedro Rodriguez. Daryl Sutter will be the next head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. For all you listeners out there, you can start telling people, and they'll be like, wow, how'd you know? And you'd be like, Pedro told me. So we both would like, hope, he ends up 
somewhere in New York. All the right. next on the list is uh, Mr. Michaud. Taking a year off. I think he got a bad, bad, bad rap with Montreal once. Once he lost that locker room, he once, lost it. No, once, once Montreal saw that Boston fired Claude, I think that's when they just jumped on the opportunity. I think they were discussing that, yeah, maybe this is a potential that if before Claude Julian was fired, I'm assuming Montreal front uh, upper management was saying, you know, if we don't make it far this offseason we might have to consider firing him but once they saw that Boston fired Claude Julian it was the perfect opportunity and they jumped on it and that's the reason why he was axed so early I would agree with that you know when you have a Stanley Cup winning coach and Claude Julian you know you gotta you know anyone would give an opportunity for that Montreal maybe wouldn't have that opportunity in the offseason and someone could have signed Claude Julian prior to that I mean you saw teams you know, like maybe Florida could have gotten them, even though they had an interim head coach. They could have easily went after Claude Julian. But you know, Michel Therrien, I I can't see a team going after him. You know, Vegas already got Gerard Gallant, former head coach of the Florida Panthers. You know, I don't I don't see him going anywhere unless you know maybe maybe L.A. I was just about to say maybe I've, L.A. Uh, I can see him fitting with the Kings. You know, but uh, you know. Scott's, uh, not Scott Stevens, um, John, John Stevens, you know, the assistant of LA during the Daryl Sutter reign and see him potentially stepping up as a head coach. He was a former head coach in the NHL. You know, I can see him definitely f- filling in those shoes as the next head coach of LA for Michelle Terry. And I, I don't see any possible destination from as of now. I mean, you know, maybe maybe down in Florida too but as of right now no I don't I don't I don't see him I don't see him going to Buffalo like I said I see Daryl Sutter stepping up in there in Buffalo but for Michelle Terrian they should just take a nice take a seat and uh wait for his next opportunity just not right now yeah maybe you know go commentate hockey net in Canada with Don Cherry uh, why not sorry uh, yeah sorry shout out to Barstool uh, shout out to Big Cat, PFT. Next on the list, Jack Capuano. I have my personal preferences. No shot. He, yeah, he's he's done. Assistant coach, maybe. Possibly. Other I don't see that. it. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe in Buffalo with Daryl Sutter. You know, he has relationship with Kyle Oposo when he was on the Islanders. You know, he, he can work well with youngsters like Jack Eichel. You know, but, uh, you know, Buffalo, has, Buffalo still has a, you know, their management isn't that, isn't that great. Tending's not that great. You know, they just hired former Pittsburgh Penguin assistant GM to be their GM. You know, Buff- Buffalo has, has some work to do. They got an elite, you know, if when he wants to be. You know, Evander Kane can be an elite scorer in the league. We obviously know how Jack Eichel is second overall pick right behind uh, the great Connor McDavid. Jack Eichel has potential to put up 80 to 90 points in the season. And, uh, you know, Buffalo has that potential. But for Jack Capuano, you know, I don't, I don't see him as a head coach as of right now in the in the NHL. I mean, he had a shot in Vegas. Yeah, just based, I was just about to say, just based on his look, his hair, his just facial expressions, he looks like he just did a month bender in Las Vegas. So that's the only reason why I can see him matching up with them. Other than that, Jack Capuano is taking, taking a, a, year, a, a year or maybe even three or four off. Oh, uh, yeah. I could see that. Or coaching in the AHL. 
he's not going to be a head coach in the NHL next season and possibly not a few more to come. Needs more practice in the AHL. All right, uh, next up is Danny B. We were talking about Buffalo. They let him go. Boy, that was a shock, wasn't it? I don't know why they did it. I tell you. You know, shock. Evander was hurt. Kyle was hurt. They Jack was hurt. Jack Eichel was, Eichel was hurt, for was hurt in the beginning. The yeah, yeah. I mean, he got hurt in preseason. Yeah. He didn't even play until... No, nope. he got hurt in practice. So, I think he got a bad rap. I, I agree. I feel like, you know, the management in, in Buffalo was just in a hurry to get Dan Bilesma out of there. There were reports that, you know, Bilesma and, and Eichel had at it, saying that, you know, Eichel wanted Dan Bilesma out. If he didn't go out, then he would... But, you know, I, I, I don't believe any of that. I can see him go to L.A. If there's any beef between those two. For Dan Bowsman, he's a great coach. He's already a Stanley Cup champion. Or well, more than Elaine Vigneault, I'll tell you that. But for Dan... Look at the team he coached, though. Well, it's a great team. Hey, they weren't doing that well in the beginning of the season. Turned it around. For Dan Bowsman, I, I think he takes another year off. I, I think he... I truly do. I think he just takes another year off. Regroups. Regroups himself. When the opportunity comes, which it most likely will... You know, I can see him coaching somewhere. Not not right now. Before we get to the next one, do you think Pierre Maguire will ever have another coaching chance in the NHL? No. No. <laughs> Don't. No. He, he's too good behind the, you know. He's not good. Between the benches. He's not good. What do you mean? He knows where everyone went to school. Uh, he's not good, and it's annoying. I just I just wanted to throw that. I, I don't know why he popped Come into on. my head. Uh, but I, I recently remember seeing something on Twitter about, it was like, a, an anniversary of him being fired. Well, he was. He was, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure it was yeah, a candidate you know, he, for he, Vegas. He, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was a candidate for Vegas. Oh, that would have been an awful choice. But, uh, that would have been an awful choice. You know, he got he got fired. Not that he got fired. When was the last time he got fired? Was it when he was in Pittsburgh? Was he in Pittsburgh? He he got fired when he was in Pittsburgh. The last thing I saw was he was on Twitter and he was fired. It was an anniversary of it, and it made me laugh. I think he had hair, so. <laughs> That's that's how long it was. Him, Eddie Owen, and Doc make a great team on NBC. So NBCSN. So let's keep it. We'll keep it like that. Next up on the list, uh, Lindy Ruff. Great coach. Lindy was uh, let go by Dallas. If John Stevens doesn't get that head coaching job in LA, I could totally see him moving to LA. There's only a few few head coaching spots open. I think he could be one of those guys who takes another year off again. You know. Well, I mean, these teams have to find coaches. Right. I mean, maybe maybe down in Florida. Maybe with the Panthers. Next topic. We're going to go into, you know, offseason. It's coming up, coming up quick. We're going to go into free agency. And we're going to, you know, we're going to look into teams and who, who they have leaving. And, you know, who they have to sign and who they can't afford. Who they can't afford, what they're going to do. Who owes, who, who's going to need a new contract, who's going to get paid. But let's start off with the the rumor that everyone's talking about, and that is Ilya Kovalchuk. Let's discuss Kovalchuk. He wants to, reports are, he wants to come back to the NHL. He wants to unretire from the NHL. And apparently his agent has come out and said that he wants, he has homes in New York and Florida. So he wants to play for a team in New York and Florida, but he's also apparently come out and said that he has a high interest in the New York Rangers. Pedro, what are your thoughts on that? For the Rangers, I mean, if he wants the contract he wants, I wouldn't give it to him. Yeah, it's reported he wants 
three years, six point five or seven million per year. Yeah. So you know, for the Rangers, I mean, if you give them a one-year deal and do what Montreal did with Alexander Radulov last season, you know, give him a shot, give him a one-year deal. I know, I believe Radulov got a one-year, forty-five million dollar contract. If the Rangers want to give Kovalchuk a shot, by all means, you know, give him a one-year, I guess five million, five point five, but no more than that. I mean, I don't think he's worth that much. He's thirty-four years of age. You know, the Rangers, the Rangers are just the Rangers are young. The Rangers are. You know, they, they have depth on their team. You know, even with the expansion draft, which we'll get into later, you know, if they lose a player, I mean, like, you know, like Auntie Ranta, you know, we have Magnus Helberg in net. Kovalchuk, to me, you know, he could be, he could be streaky. You know, the Rangers need to need to really focus on that. But, uh, you know, like you said, he can end up in Florida. I mean, I could see him playing in Florida, being a leader there in Florida, playing with the great 68, Yarmir Yager, well, Yar- um, Yager if, if he decides yeah. to return. Barkov, though. Barkov, Huberdeau, no, Aaron Ekblad. Another thing with the whole... Or Ra- Tampa. The whole thing with the Ranger rumor is I don't see the Devils trading Ilya Kovalchuk to the New York Rangers. The price is right, they will. I really don't see it. I mean, I don't know what price it would take for them to, you know make this deal um what would you end up moving for him i'm curious if i was the rangers yes i would move i mean i know the rangers haven't had a a first round pick in what three years no the the draft class isn't strong this season i mean you know we have dallas looking to trade their their third overall pick i mean you know we have nolan patrick is most likely going to go to new jersey but that still doesn't seem like you know, Kovalchuk is interested. If I was the Rangers, I, I would, I would offer a second round pick, and a and a prospect, and that prospect not be Sean Day because Sean Day is proving to be an, an extraordinary defenseman. Is more a Cup final, which he won. You know, maybe like a Ryan Graves or a Bune, uh, Buneves, maybe. Um, you know, but other than that, I I wouldn't give Kovalchuk. You know, the benefit of the doubt and just throw everything at them. I mean, the Rangers have other things to focus on, you know, which we'll get into later, you know, with their with their core and, you know, if they're going to go after Shattenkirk or, or back off a little bit. You know, Kovalchuk, he's just, he's not worth the money for me. Yeah, uh, I agree to a point, but like I said, the whole thing is I don't see the New Jersey Devils even trading him in the division. I, I don't think it's going to be plausible, especially to their biggest enemy, the New York Rangers. Sure, I would love to have him on our first line power play, but like I said, I I could end up seeing him, you know, somehow getting moved to the Las Vegas Golden Knights and, you know, starting a Russian tandem, you know, with Shipshakov. Played for, they both played for Ska. Right. And I just see that working out more than anything else they have the cap so they can afford a veteran presence and that's just that's how i see it working out there so now we're going to get into a few teams that have quite a few contracts that need to be addressed this offseason we're going to start off with the washington capitals this was you know the motto was this is the caps year this is our year caps fans through and through this is our year uh, they went all in once they got Shattenkirk, and everyone knew that. Right. Um, but looking, I mean, off the top of my head, 
Justin Williams is a unrestricted free agent. Daniel Winnick. Big TJ Oshie. TJ Oshie, yep. Carl Alsner. Kevin Shattenkirk. So, I mean, these, you know, are, just, these are just unrestricted. You know, for me, uh, the Washington Capitals have to consider trading Alexander Ovechkin. It has to be a thought running through their minds. If the, Like I said before, if the price is right in the NHL, if there's a good price, teams are not going to turn their heads. Unless you're talking about a Conor McDavid or a, a Sidney Crosby, then yes. But, you know, Alex Ovechkin, I think, just needs a fresh start. You know, he's been with the team his whole career, never made it past the Eastern Conference semifinals. It's time for a change. I mean, he's... 31, 32 years old. I mean, he, he's got to... I mean, they can get a lot for him still. You know, yeah. You know, he's a 50-goal scorer. I mean, he's a, Mar- he's a Maurice Richard trophy winner, what, three, four times? I mean, he's 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 unbelievable. You know, the Cavs have to realize, you know, if, if it's time for a change, you know, you have to... you got to consider all options. And if Alex Ovechkin is one of those players who can be on... You know, he's could be potentially on the move especially this offseason you know literally exactly. anything can happen. you know a guy like tj oshi you know maybe he ends up in in vegas he has the you know he has the playing cards in his hands i mean he's, he's a ufa so now he can sign wherever he wants so now we're not done with their free agent <laughs> as crazy as it sounds you know brett Connolly, restricted free agent i who knows what they do with him but the, the two big names are andre um, burakovsky and avegni kuznetsov they both are going to get paid. And you know that the Capitals are not going to let them go. No, they stay. So, no doubt. So that's where you have to consider, do you trade an Alex Ovechkin? Do you trade a Nicholas Backstrom? You know, you're you're most likely going to lose Kevin Shattenkirk to free agency. You know, you, you got to keep those things in your head. Are you going to trade a Matt Niskanen? What about Brooks Orbrick or John Carlson? I feel like everyone in Washington is in play. Only untouchable I see is obviously Braden Holpe, but Nick, again, I think Nick, if, if I think Nick Backstrom's pretty untouchable. I, I mean, at a cap at six point seven million, he's a number one. He's he's an elite elite centerman in the league. He has to be in the top top three. Yes, I agree. I think he's a top three centerman in the league, and getting paid at six point seven million a, a year, you can find trade partners with that. You know, for the Caps this offseason, I wouldn't rule anything out. I mean, like I said, if the price is right, take it. Take a shot. What about Barry Trotz being fired? I, I mean, I guess someone has to take the blame for it, right? I mean, you know, if 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 he gets if he gets fired, I see Lindy Ruff stepping into stepping into the, to the nation's capital. I see him going to Washington. Barry Trotz is one hell of a coach, but this league's all about winning. And if you don't produce in the league, there are, there's going to be consequences. Rolls. Exactly. He's going to get... The, be put in the doghouse. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate, but that's how life works. So now, what do you think about their? I mean, Grubauer. He's a restricted free agent. Do they potentially lose him to Vegas, or do you think? I don't think so. I they mean, resign him, or do they look for someone else to I, be the backup? I think they would. I I would think they would go younger. I would think Washington will start developing their players. They're starting to realize that their time is up. Um, you know, like you said before, they went all in. You know, they went all in on Shattenkirk. They gave away a first-round pick. They gave away a prospect. They wanted... This was their year. This was their year, and they they failed. I, I you know, I hate to put it that way, but they failed. They failed completely. Um, a lot of people said the Rangers failed a few years ago, too. And they did. 
And they absolutely did. They went in, they got Keith Yandel, and they, you know, they failed. After going to the Stanley Cup Final in 2014, you know, you, you everyone picked the Rangers to be the favorites in 2015. They made it to the Eastern Conference Final, and but ultimately losing in Game 7 to, to Tampa 2-0 at the Garden. It was a fail. And, uh, you know, but the Rangers' core was young, but we'll get more into that later. But Washington, you know, how how many how many more chances will Alex Ovechkin get well, at winning that cup? Another team. How many more chances will the San Jose Sharks get? It's true. I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, they have Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton, unrestricted free agents this year. Uh, their team's only getting older. You have Joel Ward, who's you know, those I mean, two, Joel Ward's now thirty six. You know, Pavelski thirty two. Out of I those, mean, out of out of Marlowe and Thornton, Patrick Marlowe is most likely will be the most likely to leave. Um, I, I just you know I think they both leave. I think I think Joe Thornton leaves as well. They're both thirty seven. They're both looking for cups, and right. I don't think that with a growing team that's getting older and older and older, like the San Jose Sharks, I don't think they're going to find their their championship there. I think they take a discounted price. They've made their money. I think they'll go discounted price to a team that that could potentially win next season. Now, who's that team? I mean, I can see maybe a Joe Thornton returning to Boston. Like you said, he's chasing that cup. He's never won. Correct. 37 years old. You only have what? Pittsburgh. Maybe Pittsburgh. That would that would be scary. For, for maybe, a, you know, it had to be discounted, though. I mean, you're, you know, you have Crosby, you have Malkin, you got Kessel. Hornquist. Hornquist, that's, you know, that's, they're, that's not, they're not cheap. Team. But for Patrick Marlowe, you know, I he's still a good player. I mean, he's still really good around the net. He's good on the power play. You know, he's just, he's just. He's solid. He's a solid left wing centerman. Been around for a long time. If I could, if I had to choose one to leave, it would be Patrick Marlowe. And his destination, you know, maybe the Rangers, possibly the Rangers, but the Rangers, right? But the, you know, to me, the Rangers just are getting younger. You know, they got, they signed players out of college. Hopefully they have a first round pick. I don't know what the hell if they're going to get rid of that. Anyway, you know, Patrick Marlowe, maybe Minnesota. Maybe you can fit there in Minnesota. You know, Minnesota is another team that has... And we're talking about them aging. Their defense, Brett Burns, 32 years old. Yes, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal defenseman. But they have him signed through 2023-2024 at $8 million a pop. That's ridiculous. Deserves it. That's another seven years. So that's basically 39, hey. 40 years old. Hey, when you can score goals as a defenseman, that is a... That is a gift for a team. And then you have Paul. That is a gift then, for a team. Then you have Paul Martin, thirty-six years old. You if, have Mark Edward Vlasic, thirty years old. If there was a defenseman on the move, it would have to be Vlasic. He will be an unrestricted free agent next season. He has a cap it before four and a half. You know he has a no trade clause. But if there was one defenseman on the move, it had it has to be Vlasic. You can you can find a trade. He's thirty years old. He's in his prime. You know he's in his prime. Just think of teams who need um, a defenseman. And I love, just want to say it, Logan Couture. What a hockey guy. You see that picture that he posted in the dentist's office? I did. Only a face I a mother that. can love. <laughs> Missing half his freaking teeth. Unreal. And, you know, he. I can clearly, I can see him easily being the next captain. Pavelski, they might move him to, if they're not in the, if they're not in the race for the playoffs, I can see them moving him. I can see them moving him to a Stanley Cup contender at the deadline. Yeah, again, it, it all depends on the, you know, it depends on the price. It all depends on price. 
depends what they want to do. Like one team that's not getting any younger, the Minnesota Wild, who, first of all, the owner of the Minnesota Wild had some nasty comments about his additions to during the um, trade deadline in March. I saw that. What did he? I forget. Martin Hansel and Ryan White. He said. Oh man, he's, he he regretted the trade. He said, "I will never do that again." I mean, it's just unbelievable. So you know, uh, he, they're both unrestricted free agents. I can. You want to make a bet? I think it's wanna, safe to say. You want to make a bet that they're not going to go back to Minnesota? I think it's safe to say that they are out yeah, of the I, state of hockey. So Michael Granlin had a tremendous season. Twenty-five years old, restricted free agent. The kid wants to get paid. He's going to get paid. You know, if there was one player I'd worry about, that would be him. If a team could match his contract, oh, he's yeah. Boy, oh boy, wouldn't that be a pickup? Tremendous pickup. He's, he's a, he's young, he's fast, he's skilled, he's a great centerman, and he's been clutch. He's been clutch with overtime goals in previous years. One thing that I absolutely love about the Minnesota Wild, their defense and the the age and the 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 contracts that they have, it's just perfect. The only contract that I would suggest is a little high is Ryan Suter's contract. Yes, Ryan Suter is a tremendous, tremendous defenseman, but to have him sign through 2023-2024 at almost $8 million a pop at the age of 32 is a little excessive. I'm sure that's one contract that they'll end up regretting, maybe even probably buying out um, in the future. But until then, I mean, they have Jared Spurgeon, 27 years old. They have Jonas Broden, 23 uh, Marco Scandella, uh, Matt Dumba, who's tremendous. Matt Dumba, tremendous. Twenty two years, yeah, twenty two years old. What do they do with their goaltending situation? I mean, Devin Dubnik was, you know, they they traded for him. They made him the man, and he kind of didn't perform in the playoffs. They went all in. They went all in for the playoffs, and he didn't perform. You know, but the team didn't perform. Eric Stahl, tremendous. I think he had a tremendous regular season. Oh, yeah. Tremendous regular season. Another player, um, A.V., misused. Well, that's another topic. But, uh, you know, he was tremendous in the regular Yes, he got hurt in the playoff series against St. Louis. He, You know, he wasn't there. And credit to St. Louis. I mean, they played one hell of a series. You know, they finished off the Wild oh, in five. Yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko, of course, top scorer in the league, played, played well. Jake Allen. I think Jake Allen just won the goaltending. He won the goaltending battle. It was better than Dubnik. He stood on his toes, and he beat Minnesota. They're not getting much, dude. They're not getting younger. You have Zach Parisi, 32. Miku, their captain, 34. Pominville, 34. And that's where the trades come in. Eric Stahl, and 32. I mean, they're not getting younger. That's why he can't wait for the expansion draft. They're not you getting younger. You never know what and can happen. I can easily see one of them going to Vegas. I mean, it's just a matter of time. I guess we'll see what happens, but... How about those Nashville Predators? You know, our bandwagon team. If there's a defense that you want to base, you, you, if that you want to look at and say, that's what I want my defense to look at, look like, that's the defensive core. You have P.K. Subban, 28. You have Roman Yossi, 26. You have Matthias Eklom, 26. Ryan Ellis, I think, is 25 or probably even 26. And you have Matt Irwin, you know, from right from San Jose. Who I mean, that is a solid six. You know, Roman Yossi, I think, is one of the best defensemen in the league. I think he's underrated. Making four million. I, I think he has 
a wicked shot. He's been playing so well for Nashville. Deadly on the power play. I tell you, she's deadly. And don't forget P.K. Subban and Ryan Ellis, those two on the point. It's just unbelievable. They have weapons back there. And they're tremendous in front of their goaltender. You know, Pecorino, yes, you know, he's made a cup. Again, another goaltender who's standing on his toes. He wins games. But as they say, the old phrase, defense wins championships. So when you have a defense with P.K. Subban, Roman Yossi, Matias Ekholm, Ryan Ellis, you know, those top four defensemen right there, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, that's a, a team like Pittsburgh surprises me. Their defense is great too. I mean, and they're banged up. No Latang, you know, Ole Mata has stepped up. It's just unbelievable. Like some players you never even heard of, and there they are. I mean, I think it's gonna be Nashville and Pittsburgh. I think we can both agree on that. I have but. a hot take, fresh out of the oven. Nashville Predators win the Stanley Cup. Okay. Mike Fisher, and Vernon Fiddler. Are going to Disney and they're never coming back to the NHL. Retiring, huh? It's a hot take. Now one more crack? No. Done. I mean... What if Mike Fisher returns to Canada? Back to Ottawa? You gotta go out on top. 36 and 37 years old. You're not getting any younger. You're, I don't think you're in your prime anymore. Alright. They both win. They're both taking their families to Disney. And they never come back to the NHL. Maybe, like maybe, maybe a little commentating here and there. Uh, I mean, you know, Mike's got to stay busy because Carrie is always is always on the on the always road. on the move. No, he's gonna take care of the kids. So, um, but I think that they both end up retiring if uh, the Predators do win. You have Ryan Johansson, restricted free agent, Victor Arvidsson, restricted free agent. They're both bound to get paid. So they'll I get mean, signed. No worries. Just gotta see what the contract's gonna be. I mean, how much would you pay for those two players? For Ryan Johansson. I mean, maybe five. Five for Ryan Johansson. Again, another solid player coming over from Columbus last year. Um, I, honestly, I think that was a steal. You know, uh, I agree. Well, Seth Jones has played pretty well. Seth Jones has actually stood out this season. Seth Jones is one hell of a defenseman. He stood out this year. But last season, I think Nashville, you know, they were they were both okay. But I think Nashville had the edge in that series, uh, in that trade. For this regular season... This regular season, I think Columbus won that trade. Seth Jones was tremendous, tremendous for John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think they were just unbelievable. But, of course, you know, for the postseason, you know, Ryan Johansson took him a little farther, even though he's a little banged up after coming out of surgery. All right, so what ends up happening? New team. Uh, let's go. Let's try to get through one or two more teams. Let's go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know Jonathan Druin. Restricted free agent. Right. Tyler Johnson, restricted. Andre Palat, restricted. You have Jason Garrison, who is going to be a year away from unrestricted free agency. I mean, I know he's a little older. Andre Schuster, he's restricted. So where do you see them going with that? Because after, after, after next year, you're going to have uh, Nemesikov. You're going to have JT Brown. So, I mean, Cedric Paquette. So there's going to be more people... That need to be signed. Out of those, after. out of those three names you've mentioned, Jonathan Drouin, Andre Palat, and Tyler Johnson. If I were Steve Eiserman, I would keep Jonathan Drouin. Twenty-two years old. Even though he had his downs when he didn't want to play in the AHL, he has, his he has proven to be a great. He's proven to be a great player in this league. He can score goals. He's fast. He's skilled. He's good around the net. Great on the power play. 
you know, if, if there was one player out of those three, you have to pick Druin. You know, Tyler Johnson, Andre Pilat, great players, but you know they could thrive somewhere else. You know, they're they're twenty, they're both twenty six years of age. They're in their prime. They can thrive and they could get that money. But again, Tampa, Tampa's kind of in control here. You know, they're RFAs. You know, they'll offer them maybe a bridge contract. You know, I can see Tampa offering a bridge contract to both players and signing Druin to a long term deal. You know, if, for a more effective player, I'd have to go with. Jonathan Druin. I think Jonathan Druin. Yeah, if I was going, player. if I was going in an order of uh, priorities on who needs to be resigned, I would go Druin, and then Johnson, and then Pilat. I completely agree with you there. I think that uh, you know Druin is the biggest need and the biggest their biggest necessity this offseason. Now let's go into one more team, the Montreal Canadiens. They have quite a few unrestricted free agents, apparently building up in strength and grit. At uh, The deadline didn't pay off. Dwight King will be an unrestricted free agent. Steve Ott will be an unrestricted free agent. I don't see them going any... I, I, I see them leaving. I don't know what they're going to end up doing. Steve Ott, I mean, he's going to be 35. Nope. Dwight King still has some nope. you know moments left in him. But, I don't know, your thoughts? During this trade deadline, I, I, I truly believe... Montreal knew they were going to play the Rangers. The Metropolitan Division was pretty much set from the beginning of the season. You had Washington, you had Pittsburgh, you had Columbus. And, you know, the Rangers were a top team in that division. But, you know, Pittsburgh and Columbus and Washington ran away with it pretty much. So, you know, you knew the Rangers were going to be that first wildcard team. And Montreal and Ottawa were battling it out, you know, for a couple of months. And then finally towards the end of the season, you know, Montreal started to realize that there's potential they could play for the rain. They could, they could play against the Rangers, and I don't know what they saw, but I guess they believed to beat the Rangers, you have to play physical, and that's what they did. You know, getting Steve Ott, getting Dwight King from L.A., Jordy Ben from Dallas, mm-hmm. they got bigger, but you know the Rangers found a way to use their speed, and Tanner Glass, to beat Montreal, and now you know they're. Doing absolutely nothing. Now they also have to worry about, you know, Alexander Radulov. He is a unrestricted free agent. You know, he's he's if he he's gonna get money. I mean, uh, maybe five point five. I do see him staying in Montreal. Again, he's in total control. He's he can list any offer he wants. I believe Radulov wants to stay in Montreal. I can see him staying in Montreal, but again, I say this again, it's gonna be my catchphrase. If the price is right. He'll go there. Galanchuk is a restricted free agent. He's a necessity. He is the guy that they need to get done. He's a young player. Still has a lot to learn, even though he was on the fourth line with Dwight King and Steve Odd during the Eastern Conference quarterfinal against the Rangers. You don't learn that way. You don't, but some coaches believe that. And, you know, Claude Julien thought he can get the best out of Galchenyuk by putting him on the fourth line. And hopefully he can go back to that first line with Pacioretty. But unfortunately, it just didn't work out for for Galchenyuk. But he's still young. He's a young player, uh, twenty three. Like I said before, twenty three years of age. You know, he still has lots to learn. He has potential to be a, a star in this league. You know, he can do that. And then on the defensive end, you, they got Nathan Boyu, twenty four years old, uh, Nikita Nesterov, twenty four years old, both restricted free agents. And then you got their longtime assistant captain, Andre Markov, who I think it might have been. His last hurrah at the age of 38. Yeah. Uh, you know, their defense is, is 
you know, Shea Weber, can't argue with his shot, the hardest shot in the league. You know, he had a great, he had a tremendous regular season. Um, if you were to ask me who won that trade during the regular season, I think Montreal hands down won that trade. Nashville didn't have a good start to the season. They honestly didn't even play well in the regular season. The whole the whole se- the whole season they squeaked in. But I think Montreal won that trade during the regular season, and now we're seeing the complete opposite. Andre Markov is, you know, he's a great, he's a good defenseman um, for his career. But I have to agree. I think this was his last. I think this was his last time on you know on NHL ice, and I think he'll hang up the skates. Possibly one more year in Montreal. Um, I could definitely see Montreal offering him a one-year, maybe a four, four million dollar contract, three and a half. Other than that, you know, I, I could see Markov hanging up the skates. So you know, like we said uh, earlier, I think this off season is going to be wild. It's going to be once you know, once the cup's over, um, it's going to be a freight train. It's going to be full steam ahead. Right. Uh, right towards the, you know, once the lists are released, the hand is in, Vegas is dealt the cards, and, you know, as punny as that is, um, it's the truth. A lot of deals are going to be made, a lot of teams are going to be making deals to ensure that they can protect other players and whatnot. We really can't dive much into it, uh, obviously the lists weren't released, but just some names, I, I don't want to go through every team because I don't want to be here forever, and I'm sure... Listeners don't want to be, you know, listening forever, but Vegas has potential to really build a strong team. I see them being, you know, a playoff team in two or three years. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's the way I see it. As long as they play their cards right, I can definitely see them being a playoff team in two or three years. Yeah, um, but I can also see them being it this season. I mean, imagine them if, taking Jakob Silverberg from Anaheim. Which is possible, I Again, you know, like I talked about before, Auntie Ranta, great, great goaltender, backup for the Rangers at right now. But Mark Andre Fleury, I mean, imagine those two in those two in net for the Vegas Golden Knights. They could know, they could snag potential. Luke, they could possibly snag Luke Shen from you know Arizona. Like right. everyone's like, oh no, Arizona has no one good. I mean, you can either go for the you know the experience and the veteran in Radom Verbata possibly. Or go for a defenseman in Luke Shen. I mean, every team has a piece that can help that team grow. Absolutely, and it's, you know, the offseason will be interesting. You know, Vegas will have to gel as a team, get accustomed to the surroundings, get accustomed to the rink. Definitely a possibility that the Vegas Golden Knights will see playoff hockey in their first year in the NHL. Justin Falk, uh, potentially. Not not that Justin Falk, but... <laughs> He'll be a Ranger. No, who knows. I mean, there's just so many potential names. I mean, Matt Stasian. I mean, you can. I'm just trying to go through a list right now. It's just, it's insane on how they can grow that team, and depending on what moves are made, it's going to be one hell of an off season. I'm excited. You know, I got over my my depression of the Rangers. You know, being eliminated when they shouldn't have been in my in my eyes, and probably in a lot of people's eyes. But I mean, imagine Matt Calvert going. The Vegas, Jack Johnson. That's that's a that's a veteran defenseman that can instantly make an impact at the age of thirty. Absolutely, but uh, again, being, being Ranger fans, who who do you see going on the Rangers? Yes. Well, there's to me four players stand out: Michael Grabner, Oscar Lindbergh, Jesper Faust, and Antti Ranta. 
boy, if the Rangers lose Jesper Faust, I mean, they will feel, they will feel that impact. So, mo- many people in the league don't even know probably who Jesper Faust is. I believe he's the most underrated player in the league. He does everything right. He kills penalties. Rarely see him turn the puck over. He's fast. He's skilled. You know, when he need a goal, he gets it. He he gives it to you. You know, he's a hard-working player. But for me personally, I do see, I do see Auntie Ranta being picked out, and I do believe he will be a Golden Knight. You know, I think I actually might go to Las Vegas and just make a montage of all Kevin Klein and Nick Holden highlights, and just send that. Send it to them. Send that to. Uh, take him. You know, take him. I don't think George McPhee's that's. You know, you dumb. can you we we we'll give you both of them. Like For it's free? against it's against the rules. Just take them. Just take them all. Take them from us. Take Gerard uh, and Stall too. Who knows? We can even see Kevin Hayes go. It depends on how, it depends on how it all plays out. But you know, we can see Hayes leave. We can see Lindbergh leave. We can see Foss leave. And Fo- oh, seeing Foss leave would be an absolute killer. Jesper Foss, that kid is a workhorse, and he's only gonna, he's only going to continue to grow and improve in my eyes. Absolutely. You know what? It is. Uh, 6.31 in the morning. Uh, that's our area code. So that is that is it for the long night. Um, we have plenty of more to come in the future. Like I said, hopefully we'll figure out this whole situation with the microphones. Hopefully this comes out good. We appreciate you guys listening in. We look to hopefully get two podcasts out a week. That's the goal. Hopefully we'll, we'll build a following throughout the offseason and into the next season. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at DropThePuckPod. I'm Justin, this is Pedro, and we're signing out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.